It's Sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose, and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six-month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. It's Sex and Sarah Rose, and I have with me today Chrissy Mayer. She's comedian and host of The Wet Spot on Compound Media. Uh, she has amazing reviews. Time Out New York says, self-depreciating, delightful, worship your queen. CBS <laughs> New York Mayor hails from the same high school as fellow funny folk, Amy Schumer, David Tell, and Colin Kane. Looks like she's following in their footsteps. And the Village Voice says, a natural joke writer. Uh, oh my God, Chrissy, I'm so excited to be here with you. You're just so funny. And I had a great time when I was uh, with you um, when uh, on the wet spot. And so I was like, I've got to have Chrissy join me here on Sex and Sarah Rose. So thanks for- Yeah, you were, you were great. I was so happy to have you on. And I'm so sorry for the background noises. I am currently coming to you live from the Thomas Edison rest stop in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way to DC um, for another one of these like anti-lockdown rallies. So, and it's actually quieter outside than it is inside, uh, aside from the one screaming little girl that just walked by. But we'll we'll hope this goes okay. So, what's going on in DC? Um, it's like a, basically another. I was there last month. I think yeah, exactly four weeks ago, and that was for the Stop the Steal rally for like stop the steal on the on the election and this is just like another basically like same people getting together again like protesting the the lockdowns and like all the shenanigans going on okay so you live in in what part of new york uh westchester okay what's it been like there it's been um it's better than it is in new york city like people are a little bit more commonsensical about the masks like you don't see many people in westchester you know as many people wearing them outside wearing them alone in their cars like they're a little bit smarter about them um but new york city it just everyone feels uh, a little bit like a brainwashed zombie and like all, of course all the restaurants are are closed and i think as of monday this coming month 
Monday, all of the restaurants in New York are, are closing again, like completely. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do. If, if it will just be takeout or, or they're just going to be done. I mean, I, I feel like I really feel for these small business owners that are just getting fucked for no reason. Yeah, it's, it is. It's really sad for the small business owners. I mean, in, in the restaurants in New York, like they're such a part of the fabric of the culture. I mean, that is New York. Like you, you, who, who eats at home? Like you've all, everybody has these small little kitchens and yeah, thing. like you, that's why you go out to, to eat. <laughs> yeah. And that's why people are moving out of, especially in New York city, because they're like, Oh, all the reasons that I came to the city now are, are gone. Like there's no culture, there's no theater, there's no shows there. There's no restaurants really. So I, I don't know. I'm really, I think it's going to take the city like years to really come back, which is possibly good for some people that like want to get in or buy or the rents will be lower, but it's just, it's very scary. And uh, like the longer this goes on, the harder it's going to be to come back from. Yeah, the rents are definitely lower and I'm moving there at the end of the month and I'm really excited about it. I see actually a lot of opportunity because people that, you know, in the past, they couldn't afford to live there. Now they're going to be able to live there again. You know, and, and what makes New York an amazing city is the arts and like the artists haven't been able to afford to live there for so long. And so oh, yeah. I think it's actually going to kind of help New York get back to some of those roots. And I mean, it's definitely a rough period right now, no doubt about that. But um, I'm excited for like where it's going to be in the next six months. I think, you know, New oh, yeah. always comes back. I'm all for the, the rich fucking loser people that are like not contributing to like arts and culture. Like it's their second or third residence. Like I'm happy to see those people go. It's like, yeah, you weren't contributing to the funkiness to begin with. Like you're just, right. you're just like the, you know, making the real estate people happy. But yeah, like it should maybe get back to like, gritty ass New York of the right? 70s and like real <laughs> artists moving back in because it'll, hopefully it'll be like dirt fucking cheap because the crime will be up and it'll, it'll be kind of shitty but then like it'll come back again yeah I mean it's definitely I'm not, not, I'm not definitely not exciting. like not dirt cheap but it's much cheaper than it was <laughs> it should be dirt cheap right now like it should be they should be like paying people to like move into the city I'm sure they'll get to that point yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens over the next few months. But anyway, so you're on your way to DC. And um, so what's going on with the wet spot? The wet spot is good. It's um, well, we had uh, somebody in compound media, like, she's young. She's like my age. She like, she thinks she had COVID. So then like, Iraq put a stop to uh, guests coming on in physically in studio and we can, they're only the guests, only the actual hosts of the shows can be in studio. So that definitely limits, uh, particularly my show that is so like heavy into like having in studio segments and you know, like we had this fun dominatrix come in and we wrapped up her like slave and saran wrap and we, we were doing like twister and we were like, I like to do a lot of fun, almost like early days of Howard Stern type segments. And that's so limited. Like it's, but it's like the COVID bullshit. And I feel like that will be lifted soon because like, uh, it was Luby who, who worked at the studio had it, but then she, I texted her and she like felt better, like less than a week later. So I think people are clearing, especially young people are clearing the virus much faster 
So even though I feel a bit limited in what the show can do right now, I'm we're still like, all right, like we're just going to roll with it. We'll zoom in guests. We'll do, we'll try to do games over zoom. You know, if, if it gets to the point where we like, you know, if my, co- my co-host guy, Mike Figs comes down with it, like at one point, I think it was March or April, we were just doing, putting together clip shows. Like I would have my porn star friends submit videos and I would just, we would just cut that together and make, make that the show. So you know, we're going to roll with whatever comes at us. It's just, it's like, uh, it sucks to feel like we can't have as much fun as we used to right now. Right. Yeah. I, that's definitely been the thing about COVID is like, wait, the fun is gone. It's like, the fun is gone. <laughs> it fucking sucks. The fun is gone. And like, when is it going to come back? You know, and I totally get why people are just rebelling against it because it just sucks you know we get to the point of like I just want life back like I was talking to one of my friends the other day I'm like I would just love to have lunch with you like I don't want to just see you over zoom anymore I just want to have lunch (laughs) yeah but good for you for zooming with your friends like there's people I haven't talked to like this whole time like I don't know sometimes I'm like am I just a bad friend or but I have legitimately gotten busier with um not only wet spot, but I do my own one-on-one podcast called the Chrissy Mayer podcast. And that's like, I'll sort of delve in a little deeper with people. I'll do like an hour, uh, kind of like a more in-depth interview, which I've really enjoyed. But yeah, I, I got to do better at calling my friends for sure. Like I met, I actually met one of my friends for, for dinner, probably a month, a month or two ago. And it was like, we had these little outside type dog houses that we could be in. Like it was a restaurant in New York City, I forget. But yeah, it's tricky. And then I have friends who are like also in Westchester, like a couple of them and they're like hyper germaphobes. So it really depends. But yeah, I guess like we'll have to just Zoom for now. And uh, a funny moment that happened, I had Ginger Lynn on the wet spot this past Monday and Gino Visconti, who's a, another compound media host, he hosts In Hot Water which I don't know if you've done it. You should, if you haven't, he's a really fun guy, <laughs> drinks a lot. <laughs> and he was saying like, eh, I don't see the big deal with hand jobs. I'm not like a hand job guy. And then she, she was on zoom. She just went into like this super sexy talk. And she was like, you know, pretending like, Oh, I'm sitting at the next table. I'm sitting at the same table as you. I'm, I'm reaching my arm over. And like this whole scenario where she's like jerking him off over his pants. And he was like, Oh my God. Like, I like, I like hand jobs again. Like I'm sold. <laughs> Cause she was like so hot about it. So it'll have to be, just be a lot of like zoom hand jobs till conditions improve. What about zoom foot jobs? So, okay. I had this guy that I dated uh, and he had the biggest foot fetish. And so like he would want me to get him off with my feet. Have you ever done that? Um, like, no, I actually haven't. Like I have dated guys that are into feet, but I've never actually tried to jerk somebody off with my feet. Cause I feel like that would be so difficult because your feet are not hands. Like they're like, what are you going to do? Like just grab your toes on, on like the shaft. I don't know. No. So like actually like his penis would like, if these are my feet, like his penis would be between my feet and I would like do my feet back and forth like that. Rub it together like you're a Native American starting a fire. Yeah. Right, yeah. With his penis in between. And then like, on like using my hand on the like the tip of his penis and kind of going like this so I'm like um you know the shaft has is between my feet and then the tip is in my hand and I'm like wow 
yeah, I've been a yogi for a long time. That's, so I'm quite, uh, <laughs> you have to be flexible to do that. You know, you don't want to throw your back out giving a foot job. Good yeah. for you. You know, I have not done that since uh, dating that guy. And you know, it's not. Did you have to put like lotion on your feet? Oh, you know yeah. I mean? like, yeah, yeah. 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 Like lot, lots of lube lotion. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody likes a dry foot job. Yeah. No, no way. <laughs> also, your feet have to be on point. Like you have to have a pedicure. You can't have any like visible corns or bunions or any of that stuff going on. Like I luckily don't have any of that. What I did have going on that I was the biggest change like to my feet over the last nine months, like my feet were so callous on the bottom because I would wear high heels every day and like I'm walking around the city and shit and I've stopped wearing high heels because like there's no stand-up shows really. They're few and far between and I'm not like doing the, the hustle, the commute every day. So it's like my feet are soft now. I have like my feet feel like feet instead of like animal paws, which is kind of amazing. There's that, uh, have you gotten that thing called baby foot? No. Oh yeah, it's really great. It's like a peel for your feet, and you like put Ooh. this on, and then a week later, layers and layers and layers of skin come off, and then you've got like Ooh. a mask that you put on after, and it makes your feet super soft. Yeah, ba it's called baby feet. All well, right, I'm gonna do baby it. Baby feet or baby foot? Yeah, you can just get it off Amazon. I'm all, I'm all for trying out new shit, and like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I want to get for Christmas this like detoxifying foot bath. Like, I don't know if you've ever done one of these. Like usually if you go get a colonic or go to some kooky, like new age place, they'll have this, but it's like a foot bath and it's got like, I don't know, like an ionizer or something in it where it pulls away. It like de it really detox, it pulls the toxins right, yeah. out of your, through your feet, like via your skin. And like by the end of the half hour, like the water will be like bubbly and like, you know, either it's like brown or rusty color, depending on whatever you need to detox. Like that's uh -huh what color the water is. It's, it sounds fucking gross. It looks fucking gross, but I'm into it. Like I'm into all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. It's been a few years. I was just like, I don't know if this is actually detoxing me or if there's just like, <sighs> and I then I'm like, what if it's putting shit in the water? What if it is total bullshit? Yeah. There's always that chance. I'm like, how much should I just pay for colored water? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Should have gone and got a fucking pedicure. Yeah. Imagine the thing is just dumping brown water into the tub and you're like, ah, I'm an idiot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. You you mentioned your, uh, your porn star friends. What do they say about porn versus like real unglamorous sex? Oh, okay. So that's like something I've always wondered about. And I wonder, like, I'm, I love porn stars. Like, and it's funny cause I'll meet people through interviewing that are like, oh, you have to be so damaged to be a porn star. Like, I know that's how they feel deep down. Like, they're, you know, that you need to, like, come to the light. But it's like, I also understand porn stars because I feel like I could have gone that way. Like, I was, you know what I mean? Like, I almost worked at an orgy, like, for a job. So I'm like, I get it. It's fun. Why not get paid to do something you love? Right. Um, but I wonder the effect that, like, a porn is having, like, on on the watchers. And I, and I worry that, like, like, I worry that it makes men out of touch with what really feels good to women. And I feel like it makes women feel like, oh God, I'll never be as hot as this girl. I'll never measure up. Like if, th if this is what my guy is watching and getting off to, like how am I going to measure up to that? So mm. I worry. And that was something I dealt with for a little while. And then I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to have to hope that my personality is enough. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'll have to practice my foot job game.
but I think I, I guess I worry for like this, like younger generation coming up, like, oh man. And now we're so separate and we're so in our phones and we're so like technology obsessed. Like our, our, you know, young men and women get like going to just lose those communication skills, you know? Yeah. Did I lose you? Ah, okay. No worries. You're back. Um, definitely communication skills are lacking. Um, that's something that I work a lot with people like the guys that are in my man on fire program is how to actually communicate with women because it is like where our, it's where foreplay begins. Like it's where intimacy and connection begins is in our communication. And if that's lacking, then sex just isn't going to be as good. Like, I mean, and I've even had like just guys that I just hook up with. I'm not in relationship with, but the ones that I've had the best sex with have been because like prior to it, there was such good communication and I could tell like that he cared and he wanted to know what it is that satisfies Mm -hmm. me, what I wanted, all this stuff before we even hooked up. And this is like this, I'm thinking about one person that um, we hadn't, we'd only met like chatted through Instagram prior to hooking up. And so like, that was the only way we knew each other and then showed up and, you know, had a fucking incredible sex, but there had been like really beautiful communication before. And it wasn't, I, and when I say beautiful communication, I don't mean like, it was like so romantic or anything, but it was just like, he gave a fuck, you know, he wanted to know things about Isn't that amazing. <laughs> like that's all it takes in 2020 to get a woman. It's like, give a fuck. You what? just give a fuck. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now was your chat like just good banter, like good conversation and flow or was it good? Like, um, like sexy talk. I, I sound, every time I say that, I feel like I sound like Borat, but I mean, like, was it good? Yeah. Like a sexy flirty conversation or was it both? It was like very direct. Like, what are you looking for when you come here to have sex with me? Like, he- <gasps> ah, that's hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's a hot one, that's for sure. <laughs> Did you ever something I struggle with in my current relationship is like my boyfriend will ask me what I want, but I I get in my head and I have a hard time telling saying what I want. I have a, such a hard time demanding just anything because I I don't know I, I don't know why. I, part of me feels like well, if this person knows exactly what I want, then they have the power to just like not give it to me and then I'll really feel stupid because then I've, I've really put it all out there um which is like I want to get out of that loop and uh it's it's funny because I'm so honest and outspoken like on my podcast and and on stage but it, like when it comes to like my own relationship I feel like vulnerable bashful like uh, I don't want to feel silly like I don't want you know I'm afraid like if I'm just like yeah I want you to go down on me till I come and it's like I have a hard time saying that because I'm like I don't like come easily unless I have a vibrator so it's like am I setting him up to fail you know like what if his neck gets tired what if he doesn't really want to do it you know all that's going on and that fucks with my ability to just like directly say what I want is that like a common thing Oh yeah. Like, and I would say that's like performance anxiety. And so many women have that. They're just like, okay, what if he's, what if he's bored? Like, what if he doesn't really want to be down there? What if I can't, what if I can't orgasm? And then you just get in your head about it all. And then of course it makes it that much more difficult to orgasm. I used to be like that. Like I actually was in relationship with somebody that 
would get mad at me because I couldn't come. And yeah. What? Talk about. That's fun. horrible. Right? Like, I mean, this was a long fucking time ago. I was not Sarah fucking Rose at that point, clearly. <laughs> but yeah, he would, he would actually like get mad. Like, oh, you, you just can't come. And I'm like, first of all, like thinking about like, he really sucked. Like he was just no good at getting me off. Um, but also clearly that creates performance anxiety. And then I'm just like super stressed. Like, Oh no, he's going to be mad at me if I don't come, you know? And so I had to deal with that. Um, but I always thought it was just men who had performance anxiety. You rarely hear about that with women. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't show up the same way for us, you know, like for guys like they'll lose their erection or not be able to get an erection or they'll come super fast or not be able to come at all. But for women, it's like, we, we get in our heads just as much. And like you said about the porn star thing, you know, looking at women and being like, Oh my God, am I ever going to be able to squirt like that? Am I ever going to be able to look like that? And then we get in our heads about that as well. And, you know, it is definitely all of, I mean, our, our brains are our biggest sex organs. And if we're stressed out about sex in our brains, then it's so hard to have amazing, incredible sex. Right. And it's like, I would hate, I hate that it would be like, oh, do it, does it have to be, am I at the point where I have to have a glass of wine before I can even like, you know, I, I would hate to not need to drink or to smoke weed or like these outside things to help me relax. But I mean, it's like, you got to do what you got to do. Like for me, I guess if I really was going to dedicate an evening to it, okay. It's like, yeah, I would take a bath with my salts and my bubbles and my shit. Cause that like calms my body down. And then I would just like, just, uh, yeah. I'd be like, Frank, clear your fucking schedule, buddy. We're doing it. I don't know. We're both <laughs> so busy. It's like, it sucks. And, it, and then I don't want to be the only one I think maybe a lot of this is just anxiety because I don't, and then I'm in my head like, well, I don't want to be the only one who prioritizes our sex life. It's easier to just like not talk about it and both stay busy and be like, oh, I guess I'm tired now. Let's go to sleep. You know, like he has to get up really early for his job. It's just the easiest thing to let slide and to like not prioritize. And then if I'm in my head, I'm just like, well, I'm horny and I want to fuck, but it's like, he, I'm not getting that feeling from him, but I don't want to be the only one who wants to do that. So I'll just like, keep it to myself. Right. How long Is have you been together? Is that so fucked up sounding? Six years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it definitely happens, but probably when you were first together, it wasn't like that, right? No. I mean, it wasn't as much as I, I was, it was less than I was having with other guys. Um, but we did connect more emotionally and he did a better job of like meeting my other non-sexual needs, which is like obviously why I stayed with him. Yeah. You know, I felt like cared for, listened to, like, I feel like his presence calms me down. Like I've always wished that we could have more sex, but, but I mean, when in the beginning I was like barely into comedy, I was like barely busy myself. And now I'm way more into my career and genuinely busier but I don't know. I don't know if I'm like making sense. Like, I, you know, you always want to think like how much of this is me. I know that I could be more direct, but at the same time, I just don't feel like it's as important of a thing. So and do I don't want to be the only one who make, who like feels like it's important. Do you talk to him about it? Um, not as often as I'd like to, I feel like, the, the times in the past where I've brought it up, like I, I get in my head, I don't want it to sound like 
oh, I'm at my wit's end. I really, really need to have sex. Like, what, what, like, I don't want to, and that's the thing. By the time I'm saying something, I'm so frustrated and like upset and feeling bad about myself. And then I'm like, well, maybe I need to be hot or maybe I'm not like as sexy as I could be. Like, maybe I'm not working out enough, but then I'm like, oh wait, no, that's not like, I do. I get so in my head about it, but I think I think more conversations would be good, like in less of a, like no one's blaming anybody, but just here is what I would like to have happen, you know? Yeah. So, all right. You guys are in a, a on a road trip together right now. I'm going to give you some homework, Coach Sarah. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, I don't know if this is, how much of this is part of it, Sarah? Like we have this bed and it's been like broken for months. Like it buckles on one side, the wood is like, and it's the thing where it's like, if we were, this is probably another big reason we're not even like attempting sex is because like the thing might fucking break and our lease is up in March and we're like, okay, we're going to try to move somewhere else. And I guess we'll just get a new bed whenever we get to it. But like this bed has been broken since like maybe October, <laughs> November. I mean, um, for a minute. Do you have a couch? Yeah, yeah, we do have a couch. For a shower? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we tried the other day. He, like, (laughs) stuck it in. I was in the shower. I'm like, wow, this is a a quick way for me to drown. Because, like, by the, I was, like, had my hands against the wall. I was like, I could very easily drown standing up. This is kind of amazing. (laughs) All right, try the kitchen counter. Try the couch. (laughs) You've got options. Okay, other, so other surfaces. Other surfaces doesn't just have to be the bed. Throw a fucking yoga Against mat down. Against the Christmas tree, yeah. <laughs> All right, so okay, this is what I want you to do. This is like one of the best conversations you can have, and it's super simple. Just do this while you're driving, okay? So you're gonna ask him, um, or either way, he can start by asking you. You can start by asking him. What are your deepest desires? And then just for two minutes. Whoever, whoever asks just listens to the other person talk about what their deepest desires are. You don't, like, you have to have clear boundaries. You're not. Like sex or just in general? Uh, just in general. Just about anything okay. in life. Yeah. Um, but you, if you want to make it specifically about sex, you can. All right. And then okay. you switch after the two minutes uh, the other person asks. And then um, the next question is, what are your deepest fears or what are you afraid of? Um, and you do the same thing, two minutes, set a timer on your phone for two minutes, and then you switch. And then what do you love about me? And then same thing, timer, two minutes, each person. And Ooh. Because, yeah. So That's so, so scary. <laughs> ah, but it's so good. good. It's so good. All right. So this is your homework to do in your car ride. And um, the rules are you can't change the question. You cannot like mid in within the two minutes. Yeah. Like you, yeah, you, you have to stay with the format. You can't like, you know, just wing it and, you know, go some dedicated other question. answering time. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot talk while the other person is talking and no murmuring, no picking fights, no getting offended by it all. You got to like put on your big girl and big boy pants and just, you know, whatever comes up, comes up because you're really practicing authenticity. You're practicing vulnerability. And so you've got to create this safe space for each other to be able to talk. So that way you can have the trust to, you know, know you can do this again and that you're, you can have that kind of intimacy with each other, but it's really great. It helps a lot. Ooh, I love this, Sarah. This is so great. This is something everybody should do. Like no matter how long you've been with somebody. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like when you're with somebody for a while, and this is the advice that I would give to somebody else. Of course, it's so hard to like give it to yourself. It's like, you know, just because you're with somebody for a while, doesn't mean like, you know them. And it's like, you, you have to stop getting to know them. It's like, it's a constant thing. And it's like, you're, you're so many different versions of yourself over a few years that like, there could be, there's like new versions of each other that you need to check in on. Yeah, you know, like, for sure. and especially these kinds of questions, like we will talk about our, our desires or like more, more like goals, you know, but like, yeah, deepest desires. I, that's awesome because that really gets like down into like what you want for the future and like the, maybe the stuff you're scared to get, get going. It really does. It makes a big difference. Another fun thing to do, which is super simple, is uh, there's like this thing. I think it's 36 questions to fall in love. You can just Google it. Have you heard of it? No. Yeah, just Google it. I think it's 36 questions to fall in love. And you can just ask each other these questions and you just learn new things about each other. And it's a lot of fun. Oh, okay. Okay. This is a good idea. We'll do this instead of watching TV one night. <laughs> I've actually, I've, I've done it like with guys I'm dating on road trips and um, the, thir the 36 questions, we've done that. And it's just a great way to pass the time. And you learn so much about each other that you typically don't ask. Okay. Yeah. I'm down. 36 right. questions. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> cool. Um, so what's going on without not being able to come without a vibrator has that always <gasps> oh my god Sarah I don't know this has always been the case I've only been able to come with a vibrator my Hitachi magic wand which is like it's all like clitoral it's all good it like pretty much always works like a charm I have 10% battery god damn it I have 10% battery I'm really really nailing this interview um <laughs> That's like my, that's my old standby. You know what I mean? Like it's all reliable. And, uh, there, I've only been able to come once from, uh, from head from a guy only once. And, and then I thought like, Oh, over this, like all this lockdown time, like I'm, you know, I'm being hard on myself. Like, Oh, I should have dedicated more time to like figuring out how to get off. You know what I mean? It just seems like that it's that thing that's so easy to keep putting off. And even, you know, once a, once a year, I'll like not use my vibrator for a whole month. And then I go back and forth between like, oh, the Hitachi is too much. It's desensitizing. It's ruin. It's ruining my chances of like coming any other way. But I know I can totally come if I'm on top. Like that's usually my go-to way. So I go back and forth between like, oh, I got to stop using the vibrator. But then I'm like, oh, lots of people use this. Like it shouldn't be a big deal. Why not just bring it into my sex with my boyfriend more instead of it just being like this thing I do by myself on the side, you know, I don't know if I have shame attached to it. I don't know if like, cause I have, I have used it when we've had sex together, but, but part of me feels like, Oh, like I wish I didn't need it. Or, um, I wish I could just work harder to not need it. So what, what was different the one time that you had an orgasm with during sex? Probably was high. Um, yeah, I was, I was probably high and, uh, I was laying down on a bed, but like with my knees over the side and he was like crouched down, like on the ground, like in front of me. So I don't know if it was positioning. I don't know if it's just that I was fucking out of my mind. <laughs> on, 
<laughs> smoked a bunch of weed. I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it could have been all of all or some of that. Yeah. I have only had, I've only been able to have clitoral, clitoral orgasms with one guy that I dated ever. And it, it really is like that being able to surrender to somebody. And, you know, sometimes that comes from not being inhibited because of alcohol or weed or something. Um, but sometimes it just comes from like just feeling so confident that this person cares so much and you know that they're going to sexually satisfy you at least that's how it was for me like this person I was just hmm. like I know that he wants nothing more than to satisfy me sexually and he proves this over and over and so I was able to like surrender to him and like tell him exactly what I wanted and what got me off and like yeah it was amazing because before that like I had I had never had um an orgasm clitoral orgasm with a partner like I'm saying wow. like if I'm on top like it's super easy to have like a cervical orgasm um I can have g-spot orgasms and deep vaginal orgasms like those are much easier but there's something about the clitoral orgasm that like I can really get in my head about it as well um you know and I think too a lot of guys just rush it you know and they don't know exactly what they're doing or you get turned on you start wiggling and moving and then they kind of it's hard you know I mean I have sex with women yeah. too and like staying with the clip whenever she's like all over the place in her pleasure like it can definitely be a challenge right so um right that's it too <laughs> because when it does start to feel good like of course he can get me to the place where it feels good um, but then I level off. Like I can't, I can't get over that like final hump and, and actually come, but it's like, I know that feeling when I have my vibrator and I just like, but that's the thing is I'm in total control of like where I put it and, and like when to take it away and when to put it back. And it's like, I don't know if it's me having a control issue or me like having a trust issue or, um, me not like focusing, like once I get to the, this feels good. And then like focusing past that sort of like leveling off time mm -hmm. yeah I totally hear you it's um yeah like because when I'm on my own like I hardly ever use a vibrator every now and then I'll try one for whatever reason but like 99% of the time I don't use a vibrator and like it's no issue like I can come clitoral orgasms in like a couple of minutes um but like I know my body I know exactly what feels good like what gets me off and like it's it's definitely um difficult i do i have found though that when i've had sex with women they tend to be better at it um mm. because i think you know they just understand the the body the female body better you have to go slow yeah it's like you have to dedicate time to it it's not just like like phoning it in just so you can like i wonder if some guys are like worried they're gonna lose their the quick before they lose their erection or like quick i don't know I have no idea. I'm not a dude. I'm yeah, I think there's part of that. Like they might lose their erection or like they just get so turned on or they think because of the sounds that you're making that you have come, but you really haven't. Like you haven't fully gotten there. Um, so yeah, that, like that's one of the main things I tell guys is to keep going. Like you don't stop. But then at the same time, like I've been 
in situations where he like did keep going, but it just kind of like fizzled out anyway, you know, have you ever had that where it's just yeah. like, Oh yeah. And you're, and like, then, you know, you're not going to get there and you're like, okay, I don't want to call him off. I feel bad. He's obviously trying, but, and, and then it's like, is that a physical disconnect? Is that a mental disconnect? Um, and I hate to like pull the shoot and, and like bail on it, but, yeah, I don't know if that's my own, like, lack of... Because you know what it is? I'm always like, oh, I'm sure he's sick of doing this. If it's, like, if minutes have gone by, I'm like... Yeah, I'm in my head thinking, like, I'm sure he's over this by now. Which sucks, which is, like, such an unkind thing to say to yourself. Yeah. But it's almost I mean, like I'm prepping myself for rejection. You can tell, though, the guys that really fucking love it. Like, I yeah, oh, yeah. One, one guy that I was with, he went down on me for, like... I don't even fucking know hours. It felt like, and it was oh incredible. Yeah. And it was the first time we had sex. I don't even know his name. I never, <laughs> I think I saw, <laughs> I think I saw, uh, I, I saw always, him. It's always that fucking guy. It's like, it's always that guy. It's like, yeah, met him on an app. We fucking got weird in a parking lot and I don't know where he is now. I don't remember his name, you know, like we were on a bench and it was great. <laughs> where the fuck is he? I don't know. He's, he's, in, he's, he's in New York. Yeah. Maybe when I'm back in New yeah. York, we'll uh, connect again. I, I don't know how I'd fucking find him, but <laughs> <laughs> just throw up a bat signal. Yeah. I've like a tongue, <laughs> a big clit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that? Oh no. parents covering their kids eyes (laughs) yeah oh god all right so i've got some questions for you i've got this um card deck called let's talk about sex and so i'm gonna pull a card all right okay all right i'm just like randomly picking one all right something that turns me on is Oh, okay. Um, like light touching, like over the panties. Like, yeah, you could be wearing cl- like obviously a skirt or, you know, thin pants, but like, yeah, let's say like it's, it's regular real world times and I have just like tights on and a skirt, like my normal outfit. Yeah. Just sort of like sneaky teasing over the panties, like until you cannot take it anymore. And you're like, you fucking have to do something. That's great. That's like old school. That reminds me of like being kind of like, I don't know, teens and twenties, like, you know, like almost like you're really taking your time to get there. Cause the guy is like, I don't know if she'll have sex with me. Whereas now people know I'll have sex with them. You know? <laughs> people know. <laughs> people fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like that's that savoring of touch, you know, and that's the shit that gets me so wet. You're like, ah, because you're like thinking it, you know, you're like anticipating the next thing instead of just like, boom, if you like just start fingering me right away, it's like, all right, I guess I have to get there. (laughs) Like, you know, because sometimes when you get fingered, like, and you're not there yet, or you're not wet, like, you will, your body will catch up and you'll be like, okay, you'll get there. But it's nice to like, slowly get into it yeah uh they're like okay the last guy that I went on a date on there so I've been on dates with a woman since but the last man that I went on a date with I don't even know if I should call him a man he was just like (laughs) 
it was bad. Was he over 18? <laughs> he was, o- no, he was over 18. I'm just talking about his behavior. It was not the behavior okay. of a man. And like, he wanted me to go back to his place after we had dinner. And I said, no. And he got so fucking mad. And so you talk about like, you know, people now know like, oh, you, they know you'll have sex with them. So that was his assumption, right? That he was taking me to dinner and I would just automatically go back to his place and have sex. And when I said no, wow. he was fucking belligerent. Like, I wow. was actually afraid. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That is scary. That's very yeah. scary. Uh, I've so, been in that situation. Yeah. You've been in that and situation? And there's been so many times where I'm like, I know this dude is like this. Let me just fucking get him off and then let me get out of here. Because that's, that's my quickest, safest way out. Right. That's, I mean, yeah. and it's terrible that women find themselves in that kind of situation. Yeah. Really. Oh, it sucks. It's like, but it's like, I got to do what I got to do to not get raped. Oops. People are looking at me. Okay. <laughs> I'm literally at the Thomas Edison rest stop and there's like 65, 70 year old dudes walking past me slowly and in, in like starter jackets looking at me sideways. <laughs> All right, let me do a great, more- rest, great rest stop, by the way. Highly recommend. Like, <laughs> look at this wood paneling. All right, let me do another question. All right, the okay. the longest I've been without sex is? um, I think once it might have been like 13 months. And I think I was like, when I was in between boyfriends in my 20s, and it, this was before apps, and it was like before I just like enjoyed having random sex with people yeah I think it might have been like 12 or 13 months was the longest which is crazy I would never do that now <laughs> right I'm what like about a, you I'm like a lose it or use it or lose it kind of person I'm like oh fuck you yeah know? like I'll definitely go through periods where I'm just like okay I'm not gonna have sex with somebody right now because I've got other stuff I want to focus on and um, but generally, like that three month period is where I'm like, all right, I've I've had it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to close back up. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so let's do this one. Um, being directed during sex feels blank. Being directed. Um, yeah, I'm very good at being directed. I'm very, I'm very much a natural people pleaser. So, uh, it feels good. It feels fine. I will also be able to figure out what gets you off without you telling me. Um, but yeah, like being directed. Yeah. It, I think it feels hot because it's like, Ooh, cause then I can get into like that little bit of like a submissive place. Yeah, I like knowing what the other person wants. So if they're like directing me, telling me what they want, I'm totally down for that. And then if it's also like you said, more of like a sub type thing where it's like he or she is directing me as like the dom, then that's hot too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely down. Well, it's been amazing. Of course, it depends. It depends on the purpose. It depends on the person too, though. Because if it's like a first date and someone's telling you what to do sexually, you're like, whoa, you haven't earned that trust yet. You know, like then it can definitely, like the last question, like it can get rapey unless you have that like baseline trust and understanding. Yeah. Like if they're, if they're like telling you, like if they're being dominant towards you. Yeah. And then you're like, we haven't gotten there yet, buddy. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you pay for dinner first? <laughs> then we'll talk. <laughs> I'm not going to jerk you off till after dessert. No, no, no foot jobs. So after no dessert. foot jobs under the table. Yeah. Especially not at a fancy white tablecloth kind of, kind of place. Damn. First date, huh? White tablecloth. Oh, no. I've, I've never had dates like that. I'm just imagining. <laughs> I'm like a Taco Bell kind of chick. well Chrissy it's been amazing thanks for taking time I know you're on this road trip I'm gonna let you go (laughs) and your boyfriend has been amazing to sit in the car and wait for us to get done having girl talk but hopefully he will uh, reap some benefits of it yes thank you for having me Sarah you're such a joy you're very good at giving advice you're a very good listener um yeah so I appreciate all your tips so how can they find you Oh, yeah. Um, on all social media at Chrissy Mayer, C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E-M-A-Y-R. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, more and more. Facebook, eh, it's kind of dying. But um, for sure, all the, all the things. Um, on Compound Media, my show, The Wet Spot, is every Monday at 7.30 Eastern. So go to compoundmedia.com to check out that show. And then the Chrissy Mayer podcast, I, I'll put out like four a week, Tuesday through Friday, uh, and you can see that like on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Awesome. Well, I know that they will do that and enjoy it. And I can't wait for New York City to open back up. So you will yes, be performing can hang live out. and I can come to your shows. Oh my God. I'm yes. so fucking excited. Yes. Yeah. Let me know when you finally move here. Yeah. I'll be there uh, in the next couple of weeks. So I'll Ooh, see you I can't wait. Awesome. All right. Safe travels. And that is Sex and Sarah Rose. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.